This is Dr. Westfall. I'm releasing the following recording as a public service. It's a recording from the Lockamy Brothers Oh Brother radio show uh, from March the 19th. On that day, they interviewed Mayor Randall Woodfin of Birmingham and also Neil Rafferty, state representative for House District 54 for the state of Alabama. It is regarding the city and the state's response to the coronavirus. Happy to randomly ride by and catch a break and stop and chop it up with y'all in the studio. How's everybody doing? Good, man. Great. And and I should add, biking is a perfectly acceptable activity for social distancing. Just just like walking and running is. Absolutely. Doesn't mean you have to be a shut-in. Just means you have to stay away from other people. That's right. This stuff is moving at like warp speed it is it's crazy we talked about this earlier before you came in what where we were this time last week to where we are now and you know the state put out some new stuff today jefferson county department of health put out um some new regulations mostly the only thing really new for the most part was shutting down non-essential businesses which we listed earlier what those were i expected a curfew to be part of that as well but but it wasn't no um, where are you guys as a city? Because there, there are rumors floating around. And I, oh, I really only know this because I went today to purchase some stuff at a, a business on First Avenue North over near Avondale. And they said, yeah, we're loading out all of our expensive equipment because uh, the mayor's going to shut down the city tonight. <laughs> I said, really? I said, I, I haven't heard that no. uh, at all. Yeah. So wh- where are we as a city? This is, this is the opposite um, time to be uh, believing rumors. Right. I think it's important that we stick with facts. Um, yeah, from credible sources. Credible sources. 100%. Credible sources are extremely important, and um, uh, Facebook forecasters are not where you should be getting your information from. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a very serious time in our city, in our state. Um, I would say in America, but the world as well. Um, I think we all should pay attention to Italy. I think we know part of what's happening in Italy, no. which is at this point surpassed um, China. Is because it has the uh, most senior eldest population in Europe. I think people need to remember here in Jefferson County and in the city of Birmingham, we have a very um, high, um, as it relates to the numbers, yeah. of a senior elder population. Mm-hmm. And so for us as a city, we're in constant contact with Mark, Dr. Mark Wilson over the health department. I mean, daily. I've spoken yeah. to him at least twice by phone, um, twice by email. So we're in constant contact every day. And the city of Birmingham declared a state of an emergency as well. So... Um, he has statutory authority under health crisis to regulate places. I have statutory statutory authority under a health crisis um, to regulate places and people. I don't want to get there, but we need people to take this seriously. This is going to test our community, not just in Birmingham, but in the state and the country. Where right. are we when it comes to people? Ooh being informed which makes me a little nervous like we talked about a minute ago there's a lot of misinformation just in general and especially about this and also where are we when it comes to our willingness to step up and sacrifice and be self-disciplined when we are trying to look out for like you said the elderly among us and and whatnot right so i'm going to address that two ways in my my left hand um, there are four things as a leader i have to engage in that's um that's um, emergency readiness emergency preparedness um, that's crisis leadership and crisis communication. Mm. But of those four, the fourth one is extremely important because it goes to your question. Communication. I have to over-communicate. I have to be extremely intentional about oversharing information, uh, being comprehensive as I possibly can with the information I share, and keeping people informed in every communication channel that exists. Text, email, TV, uh, radio, like we're doing now. 
and all other forms of communication to let people know what's happening um, and so they can make better decisions and be informed. The second part of your question, what are we doing? I think it's finally hitting. I told somebody earlier, if the nursing home is the largest place of gathering for our, our seniors, then the church is the second largest place. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. yesterday I was on a conference call with about 50 pastors. Last Friday it was about 80 plus pastors. And last Friday they didn't get it. But I think yesterday they finally got it. That, you know, in church it is all the social norms we as humans do. Hug, um, kiss, hold hands, shake hands. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the opposite of what we need to be doing now um, in any setting, especially as it relates to our seniors. I think if any of us in the studio – um, were tested positive for the coronavirus, either we wouldn't have any symptoms or we could bounce back. That's not the same for the 80-year-old um, with no health problems, and that's not the same for the 60-year-old with a lot of health problems. Or the 90-year-old like Don Lupo. <laughs> <laughs> or or the 25-year-old who's diabetic. Or right. a good friend yes. of mine who's, yes. you know... You can't forget all the comorbidities that put people at additional risk for, right. serious, uh, for yeah. serious illness right. from COVID-19. But, you know, communication, I am now receiving text messages, I assume, from you personally, yes. because I've signed up... Uh, BHM, COVID, right. all yeah. caps, at <laughs> 888-777. That That is all caps, BHM. C-O-V-I-D yep. to eight 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 seven seven seven. That's a really cool thing to know that I'm in the loop directly from the city so I don't have to rely on what someone on Facebook said they That's heard right. was going to happen. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to State Rep Neil Rafferty. Also, Mayor Randall Woodfin stopped by. Just this nice coincidence. Hey, dude, for real, this has to be heavy on you right now because this is not something that anyone expected no. at all. And... Uh, it's just got to be a big weight. I was thinking about that today, just driving in the car. I was like, dude, that's a huge thing to to have placed on you as a leader of a city this size. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of in the spotlight a bit. So there are a couple ways to address what you just shared. Um, one is I, I don't take any credit in isolation. Um, the people put me here. But more importantly, you all allowed me to build a good team. So I got great people around me. And we're all in those those categories I told you about emergency preparedness emergency readiness and crisis leadership and we're constantly communicating um, as it relates to being in crisis mode but there are a lot of things believe it or not in the community moments the community has had right I'm going to name a couple yeah. when um, Sergeant Carter was killed hmm. that was a moment for this community oh. um, that wasn't just one night one day right. um, there was a moment um, when Camille was, no. was kidnapped sure. raped and killed that was a moment for this community um, when we had a little journey shot and killed just going down the stairs in the fridge refrigerator to get a drink at four years of age we had a high school girl shot and killed in the classroom and I can go on and on yeah. over the last two years we've had these individual moments in our community that everybody stepped up and responded to and I think some of those things have led us to this point where no one expects this it comes out of nowhere and you deal in one hand with a, a health crisis, and all of a sudden it's turned into an economic crisis. Boy. And you have to deal with both of those at the same time. Yep. And so um, working with the, the legislators down in Montgomery, um, working with the city council, working with the governor's office, even if we politically disagree with each other, not align, um, working with the health department, working with our um, Senator Doug Jones and, and Senator Shelby in, in D.C., Working with everybody. Absolutely. Uh, this is the most coordinated I've seen us as a community um, respond to this effort. doesn't matter the race. doesn't matter the right. gender. doesn't matter the, um, your politics. Um, 
at the beginning and end of the day, this is human life we're talking about. We must do all things necessary to protect life. Life and livelihood. A lot of people are afraid not just of the health thing, but like you said, what's going to happen if I don't have, you know, my income that I've been used to, especially if I wind up facing health issues on top of having, you know, short there. That's right. So we want everybody who can hear the sound of my voice to go to bhamstrong.com. That's bhmstrong.com. You can um, share your information if you are existing small business owner. You can share your information if you're one of those hourly workers um, at that small business who has already experienced a hard time in the form of having to lay people off or have been laid off. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to capture as much data as we can. Translate that data into our communication with the state and the federal government around how do we get additional support outside of our local tax dollars to support our small business owners and these hourly workers. Yeah, that's huge. It's very important for uh, business owners to do. Um, so this morning, there was a conference call at 930 with local business owners, and yeah. we were pushing that on the air and pushing it out on social 800 media. plus people. Right, yeah. So we put it out on all of Instagram, whatever. And so because of that, people, local business owners that couldn't, like they were out of town or whatever, like, hey, what was this about? And I tried to explain based on what I, you know. And so one business owner said, and, uh, he's like, man, it's really great that they're talking about doing that. I will say that a simple tax break would benefit me more like maybe missing my next, you know, payment to the city. He said, it's huge. It's, you know, it's thousands coming up this Friday and I don't have any business coming in. So I got, I got Dr. Josh Carpenter who's leading economic development and is our city economist who Mm. is engaging in um, how do we create a small business loan program Mm. uh, that offers up to 180 days to pay 180 days to pay back zero interest right that's one end of how you take some burden off small business owners then you got taxes in this hand where we're talking about not just your business license not just um use tax but we're also talking about sales tax and occupational taxes so i understand that lester smith the city's chief financial officer has um and i've i've worked this guy in the last five days more so than the one year he's been here um and so we are in the studio not like this, but we define our studio as in the basement at City Hall. Yeah. Chopping it up, trying to figure out creative ways to offset some of the pain our current business owners are experiencing. We don't know how that looks yet, and here's why. Um, looking at the current moment we're in, which for me, from the economic crisis, started at 5 p.m. last Friday when our businesses had to move to a different model, right? Right. There's so much... You have to calculate. And for a city that is 75, 80% dependent on small businesses as it relates to how do we receive our taxes, this burden is not just isolated to one, the small business owner, two, um, to the hourly worker, but three, the city. Right. Those same business owners are the reason I can we can pave streets, provide police, um, and all the things you all need for city services. So we're trying to figure out right. um, if we're already experiencing losses, if we cut some of those breaks, what is that additional burden that now adds to the city? Sure. So these are all the things we're trying to figure out. And in the last three to five days, we don't have the answer to yet. How are we going to pay for Max Rykov if all of a sudden <laughs> right? the income is not there? I think I, I think Max would allow me to be the freelance quarterback. I can yeah, step in. Maybe so. I'm like, I'm like Willie Beeman. I'm third string. 
Love you, Mac. <laughs> uh, dude, dude, I don't envy you. I don't envy you at all right now. I mean, I, you know, it's awesome. I, I've really been proud of what you've done, and we've been trying to like get your message mm-hmm. out as much as possible. Here. Thank you, thank uh, you so much. Yeah, no, for sure. But but this is a time when I, ooh, I'm like, oh man, no, <laughs> Randall's got this. I, I don't want to be Randall right now. I think the biggest thing I have to do, and this with so much uncertainty in the community, um, people are looking for answers, but people I think want calmness from somewhere. I, I want to project that, but I want to believe it too. Yeah. I want to give you all my belief in this studio right now. Uh, we will get past this. You know, I heard uh, Governor Cuomo say the other day in an interview that he was doing that uh, there is some comfort to be taken in the fact that this is not just you. This is ha- you know this is happening to everybody. It might right. be scarier if you were on an island by yourself, but the fact that we are all affected by this means we're all going to have to pitch in and work together and look for solutions. Um, and you know maybe some good will come of that even right. in the face of this uh, very scary thing. So just a last note. One, um, the three things I tell people daily is my public safety briefing. One is practice good common sense. If you are sick, please stay home. Mm-hmm. Two, continue to practice great hygiene, not good hygiene, great hygiene. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Use At sanitizer. Least seconds. Yes, I see your sanitizer over oh, there. That's oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the third is intentional social distancing. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that is balanced with this. I still want people to go take a walk outside. It's nice out here. All right. I want you to take a run, ride a bike. Um, go to a park, but don't necessarily use the swings because you got to touch some stuff that right. I don't want you to touch. Um, but the last thing is this. Essentials are still open. We want you to go to the grocery store. They're not closing. The pharmacy, not closing. The bank, right. not closing. All right? Those things are important. Um, for those who don't have adequate transportation, the convenience store is still open. The gas station is still open. So just remember those things. Yeah, yep. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I'm Will Lockamy. That's Reed Lockamy. It's Birmingham Mountain Radio. Neil Rafferty, state rep here with us. And uh, also Mayor Randall Woodfin stopped by briefly to talk to us. Man, that was awesome. On, do you get to run anymore? I think Heather Milam and I talked about this one day because she saw you. And, and yeah, like so, the, so my gym is closed. I'm extremely sad. I'm looking for yeah. a way to offset that, <laughs> which is why I'm on the bike now. But um, Friday morning was the last time I ran. But do you you have to run like crazy early because people are going to yeah, stop you? Yeah, so you I run. am like, I, I I am I'm trying to figure out what time my alarm goes off. It goes off anywhere between five oh five and five ten. That's exactly. And, I, and I'm, too. I am back in the house probably by six fifty five seven a.m. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, because we kidnapped you just by you riding your bike by here. <laughs> like, we just saw you riding your bike. And we're like, oh, well, we don't have oh, to wait till tomorrow morning. We'll and, and just remember, there there are several new forms. Of greetings. You have the Wakanda. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all can figure it out, out and give a description over yep. the radio. Crossed later. arms is what that was. Um, you have the, what I call the kid and play, which is the kick. Uh, I like that one. Oh. That's, that's my, good that's one. my favorite one. You can one, still make contact that yeah. way. Still like make that. contact. Mm-hmm. And then you have what I call the ludicrous. You can just throw your elbow. Yep. Don't forget go. the Air 5. The Air 5 is cool. Yeah. From and the, the classic From waving. Waving Wave, also waving works. works. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, These are all good things. Man, this is all great stuff, dude. Thanks for stopping by. So we just uh, had Mayor Randall Woodfin in the studio, also State Rep Neil Rafferty here with us talking about what's going on. So, um, all right, Neil, let's talk about what else you said, what we needed to hit this. Well, I mean, we can talk about the the, the governor's latest order yeah, yeah. Um, as far as this goes. Getting um, people off the beach, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, and I will say that um, while this is a, you know, so these health mandates have, can, can carry a, a misdemeanor penalty and up to $500 fine. That's not what 
the, the they're, they're going for. Right. They want people to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Right. So that's really where we're at. Um, so I guess we'll talk about that. I yeah. mean, you want to, so let's see. So right. So what happened today is that the statewide has prohibited any gatherings of more than 25 people, as we already talked right. about. It's a little bit he- different here in Jefferson County. Um, as long as they can maintain six feet away from each other. Um, and now to business owners and what that means, um, cause I did ask the, uh, Scott Harris, Dr. Scott Harris, the yep. state health officer about this. And he says, ADPH is working to provide clarifying information in regards to today's orders, particularly the provision on social gatherings and its applicability, applicability tough word. to employers. Further clarification will be provided on Friday, March 20th, 2020. So be business owners, um, be looking for that clarification from the Alabama Department of Public Health tomorrow sometime. Um, This is nothing new here, the closure of all restaurants and bars to dine and service, but um, an important announcement here, uh, uh, takeout and curbside service is still okay. So make sure you're still going out there and supporting your local restaurants and uh, bars and breweries. Um, closure of all beaches that we already discussed closure of all senior service centers and nursing homes to outside visitors you know Jefferson County had their first two cases of uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus diagnoses and um, within the, the nursing home. So that's And really, we know from Washington State what a dangerous and that's scary pretty, thing that's that very is. scary. Right? Yeah. It Absolutely. Was, it was terrifying to see that. And it's not like it was surprising, but I just hoped it, we wouldn't have that news. Right. But, yeah. but the good thing is is, you know, take the protocol, lock it down, make sure it doesn't infect other patients, and then make sure that the patient that was uh, affected or infected is, is yeah. taken really good. And care be of. smart about people visiting the, or not being well, able not, to Well not no right. one can visit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right. shutting that down. <laughs> Which is the way it, it probably should be. Now, I did That's see right. a, a picture on the internet, right, where some guy opened up his window and his son sat outside on the sidewalk in, a, in one of those event chairs, you know, a folding chair, yeah. and they just chatted through the window for a little bit. You know, that? he didn't have yeah. to go in, um, didn't have to touch, no risk of contamination or, yeah. or infection, but just still able to get, get that, that socializing in. There was a good. Mel Brooks one where his son did, this, did a similar thing, and they were through the windows. It was really cool. Oh. And, then, uh, and then one where... A uh, granddaughter showed uh, announced her engagement to her grandfather through the. It was mm-hmm. oh, how about that? Like rip right. your heart out, kind of. Mm. Well, that is. I mean, no, it's beautiful because it is the new normal, at least for the next couple of months. I sure. would say. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. So uh, this is also no surprise, but the closure of all schools, both public and private, this extends from pre-K all the way through secondary um, to. Uh, yeah, twelfth, twelfth grade, twelfth yeah. grade, mm-hmm. and then also through college and university systems. Yeah. Um, all childcare centers that don't exclusively serve uh, essential personnel have been closed. So that means like first responders, those kinds of that's people. That's correct. Can still, so yeah. that's state. So that's that. Who's considered essential personnel is a good question. Yeah. And then the the governor's uh, order at state and local governments and the governmental agencies, first responders, EMS and fire services, yeah. law enforcement, hospitals, nursing home, long term care facilities, including assisted living and specialty care assisted living facilities, and state renal disease treatment centers, pharmacies, and grocery stores there you go so the other thing is with the child care um and i just do do want to heed you know let everyone know that from the data that i've seen that children have been faring pretty well throughout this they Mm -hmm. if they get symptoms they're usually pretty mild um now that's not all case there have been some pretty severe cases with kids but um for the most part it's an issue for the elderly 
But we got to keep in mind that children are can contract it and then would be able to give it to grandma and grandpa, and that would be a children be, can be, that would be vectors. Bad news. They could be vectors. That's what I've been calling them for years. <laughs> <laughs> finally, people have caught up. My, my yeah. children are actually uh, they're heading back from New York, and you know, obviously, oh no, yeah. right. So, uh, so that's the thing that's exciting that they're getting to come home because we're worried they'd be stuck. But in whatever. Quarantine, but yeah, but that thing is they can't go see uh, grandparents. Right. I thought today about that, like. Well, maybe we could just like go sit in the front yard, and they could stay on the porch or mm. something. Right? We'll be like, what, what can we figure out? You can figure out something there, out. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of baggage out. are those kids? Remember, social back. distancing doesn't mean having to be a shut-in. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, let's see here. So that's why I really appreciated the governor's leadership in closing schools. I know that was a tough yeah. decision. Um, she got a lot of heat for it, but I think that it was was definitely the smart right smart thing to, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing was all elective dental and medical procedures shall be delayed effective immediately. Right. So I don't know how many of you out there that'll affect. I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to wait till reschedule the fall. your dental appointment. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, State Rep Neil Rafferty, ma'am, what a pleasure. This is a. Uh, we knew it was going to be a special night already, just with Dr. Allstead and Dr. Westfall, but as well having having you in and then having the mayor stop by as well. What you got? Oh. Well, I was, I was going to say, well, we still have the, the Alabama Department of Revenue. Has, yeah, tell us about that. Real has quickly. decided that they would forego um, any sort of collection of business taxes for small businesses through June one. Okay. So they will no longer be due. You know, right. soon, but you know, you have a couple of months. You have to, to pay, pay those taxes, but you, you got do. time to but do it. But you got it. time to do it. That's important. Exactly. And you've asked them to do what was the? I've asked. Well, we've been looking at personal income tax too, and mm. whether or not the filing time right. be, be be um extended, but the payment time be extended. And there's been a lot of people. confusion about that because people saw where like, oh, your income Business. taxes. Right. You know, it turns out you're going to have some more time on a federal right. level. That I know correct. right now to pay those taxes, but you still have to file on time. That is correct. Right, you still have so. to file on time. You, if you owe anything, you just don't have to pay. And that's just with the feds. Now, yeah. there's no guarantee with Alabama Department of Revenue that that's what they're going to do. Although everything I've heard is indicated that they're moving, uh, they're going to probably move in line with the feds. But You've, I do not have confirmation. You and others have taken time. action to try to ask, hey, yeah, could we do this? Correct. Okay, correct. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, of course, Alabama Department of Labor, for those of people that might be laid off from a COVID-19 related experience, mm-hmm. uh, Either you're you get laid off because the, the job is considered non-essential, you get laid off because you test positive yeah. or whatever it is, um, you would be eligible for um, unemployment um, at this time. There you so go. So make sure that you are using all your resources and uh, and staying staying healthy, staying away from other people, and washing your hands for at least twenty seconds with soap. There you for go, real. man. Yeah. Isn't it great that we have like these representatives that are eager to come and talk about stuff? Yes. It was not always this way, by the way. (laughs) Well, we are grateful for Neil Rafferty for a lot of reasons. He's a wonderful representative, and uh, we're very grateful that you've uh, taken some time to chat with us tonight. Absolutely. And I'd also just like to thank everyone that's on the front lines, the healthcare providers, emergency personnel, pharmacies and grocery store staff, as well as workers within the supply chain and distribution, like truckers um, and warehouse workers. Couldn't do, we couldn't get through this without y'all's hard work. That's that right. is the truth.